the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women. Hey guys, I just want to wish everybody on our air tonight, welcome to our show. We're going to have our topic tonight. It's going to be the love of money or God. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what Blaine and Ed has to say. Guys, welcome to the show. Good to be here. It's always good to be here. Good to have you back there, uh, Pastor John. Hey, guys. I thank you for help. I'm taking over last week. Um, had a good show, and I'm back to, happy to be back. So, mm-hmm. hey, we always open up the show about um, about the ministry out there, working with the homeless. You guys got anything you'd like to share from last week? Yeah, we did, uh, we did have a... Uh, man, we got off the street Saturday night. Uh, in case you're not familiar with motels, the price goes up on weekends. Yeah, I mean it'll double. It's not just up; it's way up. But we've uh, we've negotiated with a man that has a hotel that keeps the prices down to the daily levels when we bring people in. Mm-hmm. So now we're able to get people in during the weekend. It used to be we'd tell them, "Well, wait till Monday or wait till Tuesday." But a uh, man came up, decided he needed to get off the street for a while, and uh, and took him over and got him into the hotel. And, and uh, well, we were well, we were ministering out on the streets as well. Absolutely. And, you know, folks, uh, that when we say about the pricing, um, you can put someone in for around $85, $90. But when you go to do it on a weekend, you're, you're putting um, the price goes up to like around 150 bucks. So it's almost uh, not quite double, but it's real close. So that's why it was kind of it was kind of it bankrupt you real quick or time yeah. like that. Yeah. So um, basically, yeah, we did have that gentleman. He um, it is um, he's a good gentleman. We've known him for a little while. He doesn't ask. And I uh, know he's been trying real hard to get his life straightened out, and yeah. he's doing a really good job. So I told him that we would help him out and work with him. So um, and I'm really happy. So, Blaine? Yeah, I just want to say that um, I I believe that this past Saturday was very, very powerful. It, uh, it was powerful for you to share from your heart, your testimony, John, and uh, and then then you we don't talk about it. Just like mm-hmm. this show, we just show up. I mean, we want to be prepared, but the Holy Spirit leads and guides through His Word and touches folks. And you were sharing, and it went right into the Scripture that I was going to share. It was it was 
to me, it was mind-boggling. And, uh, you know, I was able to just pour my heart out uh, to let these folks know that we are there for them, that, you know, we, we, we choose to leave whatever we do. We all have responsibilities, but we want to spend time with them. And I think it was just a really special time to share our hearts and a praise report uh, that, that I was able to recognize what was the, you know, the one woman that wanted the study Bible. Mm. And so I, I was able to hand her that Bible and really kind of coach her through and, and uh, mention that no matter how many times you've read this Bible, I just want you to start in the book of John. Don't read it like Gone with the Wind. Take one paragraph at a time. Look at those study notes and see what God has to say to you. So um, we had a very, very blessed time just sharing the word and coaching her how to just dig in the word slowly. And uh, it was a really good day. I, it was. It's always a good day for all of us. Yeah, I noticed um, that. You were over yeah. there. You had... Um Lee, I believe, was over there, too. Wasn't Lee or one of the gentlemen over there, too? You had yeah, a couple of people. Yeah, one of the gentlemen were. Yeah. And, um, yep, yep, Nancy and Angel. And, and it was just... Um it's 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 just God's love, you know. It's His Word, and um, you know the small print that we have uh, that we hand out. There's lots of uh, resources we hand out. And there's many folks that uh, help with that, but she just needed something with some bigger lettering and wanted some more understanding. So, yeah, yeah it was it was fun. I, I all of us love to do that. That's what we do. Is we want to coach and teach people how to dig into that Word and hear from God. Amen on that. You know, Angel, um, he he's really um, this is a young man, folks out there. He's probably about eleven years old. And his thirst for the Lord is mm-hmm. unbelievable. He yeah. he was asking about prayer, and then we you know was telling him about Psalms twenty three about the Lord Shepherd. You know the um, telling him about that, and he was really fascinated about yeah. that one. So um, yeah, it was really good. I mean, his mother that was the one. Did she get the Bible? Yeah. She okay. Did. So yep. Nancy, good, good deal. Man, I'm really happy that just God's just moving out there. Um, we have people that come out, um, you know, that um, got into homes, and they they come out and give us a hand. So right. I think that's that's, you know, that that to me is uh, huge because now they're giving their time to help the others, yeah, that's and, right. and where they were there at one time. So um, God, great! I love the kingdom of God. Praise God! Mm-hmm. All righty, folks. Um, um, Ed, got any more? Anybody else got anything they like to say, or we want to get on topic? No, that's. That's it for me. Okay. Well, sounds good. <laughs> All right, folks. Today we have our topics again is about the love of money or God. And I just want to see where God led you two gentlemen on your scripture. I know where God put me. So I'm going to go ahead and open up um, with Hebrews 13, 13, 5. And this is what it says. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And I love that because mm-hmm. it's just a testimony and a promise of God right. that you put your faith in me and I will take care of you. And, you know, and the world is, you know, and, and when we're when or our cares and our, our worries of the world and what we're going to do next, because it's so hard right now. Everybody's having a hard time. Gas and electric, we all know, went up quite a bit. And just the cost of living just keeps going up, and it seems like you get a little raise. Well, your raise doesn't do anymore because everything's gone up. So, but um, you know, it's just a just the trust of God, knowing that God's going to you know is there for us. So, I wrote this down. This is what I wrote: be uh, <clears throat> be careful to make loving. Um, excuse me. Be careful to make loving and serving God your primary goal in life. Make wealth your primary pursuit. Well, um, it says making making your wealth your primary suit will always lead to trouble. So when you're having your focus on money, um, what happens is you either some there's two things that happens to you. Either you become a workaholic 
and you don't spend a lot of time with your family. So now you're neglecting your family, and now you're chasing something that's always going to have your your eyes set upon that. <laughs> and um, and where we need to be focusing on God, let God. God said, "Hey, look, um, I'll take care of you." Just focus on me, and we'll work on that. So that brought me over to um, uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty seven, and this is what I wrote here. It says, "Greed brings uh, greed brings trouble," and I can quote that, like I said, in Proverbs fifteen twenty seven, and it says here, "Green uh, greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live." So when God is saying there again, if you start focusing on your wealth and that. You're going to start banning your family, and now you know your family's suffering for something that you're after more than um, than God and family. So, I also went to Matthew six thirty three, and this is what I wrote in this one: it "says Seek God first, and the rest will come as a result." And that one I based again on Matthew six thirty three, and it says here. It says, "Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously." And he will give you everything he needs. You know, these are the things that I, we're gonna. You need to do is take on his promises. You know, I know that if I keep my eyes on the Lord and keep thinking about the Lord and letting God take care of it, and when I'm in need of something, I go to prayer. A lot of us, you know, they either we either try to tackle it on our own. Um, but you know, do you really go to prayer all the time, Blaine? Ed, do you guys <laughs> go to prayer like that on your needs? I try and tackle it on my own first, John. I, I hit my head against the wall, and then I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, can we talk? You know, and that's a, that's a normal response from us. You yeah. know, it's a, you know, we, I think we're raised that way. You know, if you're going to, it's, if, it, if it's to me, it's, if it's up to me, it's, it's up to be. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things is that you're trained to do that, but God says, we're, what we're, Paul always said, we're renewing our mind. Mm-hmm. We got to renew our mind and change our, in our ways. So, yeah, Ed, you, um, you, you were, looked like you were going to say something there. You... <laughs> no, I was just going to okay. say that, uh, you know, uh, prayer goes on all the time. Uh, but there are times when you uh, have your per- personal private time. You get down mm-hmm. on your knees. I, I like a prayer shawl. Now, I know there's nothing special about a prayer shawl. But it does give you, you put it over your head, it gives you that feeling like it's just you and God. Yes. And I okay. really like that feeling. So, yeah, I, I, I get I, down I, on the knees. No, I understand. I have a prayer shawl, too, and I just love it, too, because it is. Once you close that up, it's like the world is shut out and you're with the one-on-one. Yeah. That's a great point. All righty. The next one I wrote down, guys, in my scripture-wise, you know, um, it's in Acts 2, 42 to 45. And this is what I wrote before um, we'll go there. Christians should share their resources with those in need. And again, I base that out of Acts 2, verses 42 to 45. And I could not read it. Go ahead. It says in 42, it says, All believers devote themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. 43 says, verse 43 says, A deep sense of awe came over, um, came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. I think that's interesting how they're telling about this. In verse 45, they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in the homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity, and all the while praising God and um, enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I, 
you know, right there, it shows which what God can do. And if you're just generous with your money, God will always bless you. If you lend to others and you help others, you bless others, God will bless you. Mm-hmm. And right there, it just shows that, you know, we... We always think that um, the world's got us so trained that if you don't have any money, you're just going to be a failure. And God's the other way around. You know, he's like, hey, hey, you put your trust here with me and then I'll show you what I can bring. So mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's a it's like, in, you know, with um, tithing. I don't know. You know, tithing is a very, very personal thing with me. Um, it's a show what God can do, and God always blesses you. And so mm-hmm. that brings me up to uh, number um, um, in First Timothy. I have another one here I wrote here. We said we should look to God for security, not money. And I get based that out of First Timothy 6, <clears throat> 17, and 19. And I'll go ahead and read that one to you. And in First uh, Timothy 6, Verse 17 says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Says, go on, 18 says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generosity to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Verse 19 by doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Can't say any better, guys, and just right there with the Word of God. So this is not I saying it. This is the Word of God. So for anybody who just, you know, God is telling you, hey, you put your trust in me, and I will give richly to all others. So, And then my last one was, it says, I wrote his down, says, Christians should not be lovers of money. And I based that on Timothy 3.3, the next uh, couple chapters over. And it says here, it says, he must not be heavy of it. He says, there's a couple things here. It says, he must not be a heavy drinker or be violent, which is a good good advice. And it says here, he must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not uh, a lover of money. So, again, we got some steps there, what God is really expecting of us, but it's about the root of money. Well, you know, all the way through, it's, they always say, what, the root of money is what, evil? So, um, just I, I love that's really where God put the scriptures on me, guys. So, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you because I want to hear what the Lord put on your guys' heart and what verses you use. Ed? Yeah, I, uh, one of the things you mentioned was promises. And, you know, of all the things in this world, the only thing we can depend on is God's promises, because he always follows through. I'm going to be in uh, 2 Timothy. I'm going to do a little follow-up with you on Timothy. Uh, But I'm going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, I I like this because I think it puts things where we're at right now. And as we're talking about do you love God or money, uh, it kind of gives you which is the more reliable. But Timothy starts out, or Paul writes out, to Tim, writing Timothy, says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times. And boy, if there aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about whether we love money or, or, or God. You know, Scripture says uh, that uh, you'll be paying a day's wages for two quarts of barley or one quart of wheat. Go to look at your grocery stores today. Yeah. Shelves are empty. Uh, what you do buy is expensive. Uh, we're, we're, all of these things that have been promised in the end times, they're coming true, people. You just need to look around and see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and verse 2 says, For people will love only themselves and their money. 
They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and will consider nothing sacred. Now, if you wonder if he's talking about the normal people out there, no, he's talking about church people. Because here's what he says in in chapter or in uh, verse five: they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. So we're talking here about people who are uh, who are members of the church, and yet they're acting more like the world. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about uh, the money, then and and the uh, the love of God or the love of money, when you begin to act like the world, you know which one becomes important in your life. Very it's true, the yes. money. If you if you the ones that I just talked about in that last verse, then those are the ones that are going to love the money and not uh, not so much God. But uh, that's all a bad side. Now, there is a good side. In First Timothy uh, chapter 6, I'm going to follow up with what you were, uh, what you were talking about there in, chap- in uh, Timothy. Uh, chapter 6, verse 6 says, Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. And I think that's really true. If, mm-hmm. if you've got things you need and you're, you're happy with your life, how much how yes. much more happier can absolutely. you get with a lot of money? You know, yes, right? absolutely. So we need to be content with what we have. Now, verse 7 says, After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. That's right. So if we have enough food, clothing, let us be content. I think that's great advice. But verse 9 says, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, craving money, have wandered away from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So that kind of follows up with this... uh, uh, one over in Second Timothy, where it talks about uh, people being uh, on the road to destruction because of their desire for money, and we see that today too. You know, you look at you look at. I, I, I don't want to mention names, but there is a man who is a multi-billionaire. I think maybe a trillionaire. I'm not sure. He has set up a fund to do charity, and. Uh, <clears throat> When he set this phone up, he was worth $800 million, and he put a million into this trust fund for secure, for uh, for uh, homeless, or not homeless, but the, the needy, the, the charities. And I'm thinking, you know, that's like us putting a quarter in. Nothing yeah. to him. Well, now it's this fund has grown up to be quite large, but when you go back and you look, you find out it's not done to help charities. It's done to, for as a tax write-off. Yeah, these people with that kind of money look for ways that they don't have to pay taxes, and one of them is to give to charities. The end result is they get more taxes; they get less taxes than what they put into charity. So, in the end run, they give to charity; they're making money, mm. and uh, and that's kind of where we're at today. When that when that verse in Second Timothy said uh, look at what's going on today that's that's what's going on 
even people who try to use their money for good have a false reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, the, the interesting part in both of these is that Timothy's talking to people who are believers. Chuck Smith, <clears throat> there's a movie out about Chuck Smith uh, that uh, I haven't, I, I'm going to see, but I haven't seen it yet. But I knew, I knew Chuck Smith. I was with the Calvary Chapels for a little while and met him a few times when he came to town. Chuck Smith, when he decided to build his uh, church there in... Uh, uh, Costa Mesa? Yeah, Costa Mesa. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a man come in and drop a million-dollar check on his desk. And Chuck looked at him and says, I don't want your money. He said, why not? It's a million dollars. It'll build your building. He said, yeah, but it becomes your building. Hmm. He said, I want the people to put the money in so it becomes the people's building, the people's church. That's a good attitude. Mm-hmm. But he's absolutely right. When you put in a million dollars, it becomes yours. You're going to try to control things. That's right. So I uh, always had a great respect for Chuck Smith, and that was one of the stories I always remember. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, you know what? I love it, Ed. Um, that was, yeah, I love the scriptures there. Blaine? Well, you know, uh, again, I get to listen to what you guys have to say. And, John, when you mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of people are chasing after um, riches, and, and you know, I think I mentioned this last week with Ed or maybe the week before, but um, it was myself, um, my own testimony, chasing after riches that brought me to Jesus because my house was crumbling. And um, so God brought me to his throne, and uh, and I learned his ways. And he does. He gives us plenty. He gives us what we need. But um, I'm going I'm to go after um, both of our titles. We have Love, Money, or God. I'm going to read out of Proverbs. Um, I'm going to read out of 28, chapter 28, verse 16. It says, A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. You know, again, as John, Pastor John said earlier, you know, these aren't our words. We're reading to you guys straight from Scripture. This is what God has to say. So, you know, chasing after um, financial gain, uh, there's a cost, John. Ed, there's a cost. And I know you guys have... Uh, maybe you've been in that boat, but there is a cost. But when we do come to Jesus, when we become born again, and he retrains us, even like you said earlier, um, then, you know, he can he does bless his kids and uh, and then we can use it to uh, to glorify him. And then I want to I want to look at the um, the God. Um, what You know, let's choose God. So I'm going to read to you guys a very familiar scripture out of uh, Matthew, chapter 22. I'm going to read 36 through 40. And it's. Uh, they say, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to them, you shall love your, your, love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is, like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. Mm. You know you you know what you guys these are words in red. These are letters in red. This is Jesus. This is a commandment to love our God. So if any of our audience if you get in a in a bind or distracted, you don't have to stay there, man. Uh, we've encouraged our audience for many 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 months and going on years now um, to seek God, seek him with all your heart. 
Um, and when we do, as you read, John, um, all these things will be added to you. So we want to seek first the kingdom of God. And um, when we do, he blesses us. And I think he, we take our eyes off of ourselves, off of the riches that we want. And, and what he offers is enough. It's always enough. Yeah, and, um, yeah, he's good. Our God is good. So, um, audience, you know, we can pick and choose. You know, the whole Bible's full of it, God's word, the love of money or God. And uh, we can go by the scripture that we just read. And we can also never forget John 3.16, our God loved us. And um, we want to share that message with everybody we come in contact with. And uh, he'll provide for everything else. Amen. You know, folks, we're not just saying that, you know, hey, you know, money's bad, bad thing. We just want you to right. put your priorities right. I mean, uh, the world has a habit of trying to put, you know, the cares of the world first. We always should put God first and let God direct our path. The greatest thing is God will lead us down other uh, a path that is you're going to enrich others and bless others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, money is not good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's what it does to you. Yes, that makes it good or bad yes so it's a personal thing it sure is and you know and i i tell god i said if you know by grace of god if he adds money for me and gives me extra and all that and even though i don't have extra you put it towards he blesses me so i can bless others and that's what it's about and you know we you spend your time you know it's a, it's a correspondence you can do it both you can spend your time out there helping others and, and helping my, um, people with um less fortunate than us to bless them too and also help your churches and helping other family members and friends so mm-hmm. we um scripture were said tonight i love the word of god god shows us what it can do if we put our motives right so you know guys i'm going to end up closing here so you guys anything you'd like to say before i start closing well i would just like to say ed you just nailed the whole show you know money's not a bad thing it's an individual thing let's use what he has given us um great or small and glorify god right amen just like the the rich man i just spoke of uh if he was giving his charity his money to charity to help people that would be one thing but when you're doing it as a tax write-off it's a totally different thing. Yeah, look at the widow. And when she gave her little two-mite member and the rich man to comparisons, yes. she gave it all with the heart and what she had. Compared to the guy who had a whole bunch and only just gave a fraction. Right. You know what, folks? I hope this uh, message was a good message for you tonight. Um, I pray and ask that God will definitely rich you and help you. I'd like to give a shout-out to Goodwill for uh, Kim and Anna over there. Hey, thank you for helping us uh, um, clothe the homeless and the needy. And we also want to give a shout-out to Javier. Hey, Javier, God bless you and your family. You help us out with the burritos and that from Sombreros. Really good food there, folks. And also with Tim and Jeremy over there at Skyline. Jeremy, hey, thank you guys so much for blessing us so we can bless others. And also Steve Forsyth, the Elko and Westland Church. Steve, thank you for helping us. Folks, I hope this was a good message for you guys today. Remember that your blessings can help others. So please bless others and may God bless you and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. 
That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.